of an Era by Maddie Mae. Chapter 3 Dreamlike State. I felt like I was sleepwalking or dreaming, but this time it was different. It was destruction at its best since the beginning of time. Wild animals loose in areas, some killing people. Those of us who were sick were stuck in the middle of destruction. Every once in a while, a gunman would come and fire a few shots and just leave. I was just walking down like normal to the store when the wild animals seemed to be closer to the streets. I woke up in my own sweat. The clock on my bedstand read October 25th, 2019. I'd be 19 in less than two months. 2020 would be my year. The stars gleamed that night brighter than ever. I knew time became irrelevant after a while. After the first snowfall, it all began. Chaos was born halfway around the world. Sickness spread like wildfire. Taking my parents and half of the adults in our area. It took time, but the sickness died out. But was still on the vectors. It was the silent killer, but any human touch could lead to death. After my parents' death, I was in charge of my siblings. I only left to get the things we absolutely needed. It was like in my dream, everything so surreal. Animals from zoos and normal free animals were out loose. Their streets were filled with trash and chaos. Our clothes were very ragged because they were all handmade from our holy and ripped clothes, stitched together to make a new fashion trend economy was stuck in an awkward time. The world seemed so much darker. Lights would go out and never get fixed. Underground trade was reborn to get the best deals and anything that had been missing for months. After coming home one day, a letter from the government was placed on my door. It expressed that my siblings would be taken to be test subjects. To help find the cure, our younger generation will help bring back order. I laughed when I read the reason. I didn't leave my house for two weeks waiting to see my brother and sister again. A letter was pushed under my door on day 16. My siblings were honored as soldiers in their act to save humankind. They died from government testing and exposure to the sickness. I was given a settlement for my loss and was relocated to the seaside homes. My childhood home was burned as I was driven away. Smokestacks of other homes were a mark of dead families. I was alone. At night, I'd sit right at the shoreline where the ocean would barely touch me, thinking how I failed my siblings and parents. Day 50 at the beach house. I woke up being beaten by the sun and my legs wrapped in the ocean water. I stood up staring at the horizon. I took my sweater and skirt off. My tank top and shorts showed my bony body. I stepped into the water. Each step the water rose. I heard a voice echo as my head went under. I opened my eyes to see fish and turtles swimming around me. The first time in over a year, I felt at peace from pain and worry. 
The surface pulled me to the sun. A hand pushed my hair out of my face. What were you thinking? His voice quivered. We both swam back to the shore. He almost carried me there. I just wanted to go for a swim, I say, as I gasped for you. We sat there at the beach. Well, that's not what it looks like from here. I turned to see a suitcase, a backpack, and a bag on my back porch. Who are you? I ask. I'm Isaac. Are you Nabri? I stand up. Yes. He stands. The, um, government issued I share this house with you. Why? My family is all dead. I'm the only one left, and this house is the only safe house without a family in it. You're kidding me, right? I grab my sweater and shirt and skirt. I start to walk to my house. Bree, wait for me. I stopped in my walk. I heard my childhood nickname said by all my ghosts then. I turn around to face him and wipe away my tears. How? I mumble my words. Do you know that name? He looked down at his feet. I I knew your brother Parker. Both look so much alike. I fall on my knees crying. I'm so sorry. He told me all about you and he said I had to find you. I lift my head out of my pooled hands. You lied? The government didn't send you? I grab his bags and throw them at him. Get away from me. Wait. I get in my house and lock the door. Bree, no, let me explain. I said, leave me alone. I shut the curtains on him. The closest house is almost three miles away. I laid on my couch, wondering why someone would do something cruel like that. I had forgotten my family some days. I think they'd want me to. After a few hours, I checked, and I couldn't see him. My basement door led to the dock where my family's sailboat rested. I packed for two weeks and quickly got on my boat and pushed her off. The docks were so silent and still. I finally was able to get it in the water, sailing away the day alone. It was noon when I set the boat on path to rest in the sun and eat. The ocean was so clear I could see the fish. My boat was my grandma's last birthday present almost two years ago. She had my grandpa put a piano in it so he could play it for her while they were under the stars. I sat down where now once ghosted, humming to the sound that was once my lullaby. Anytime I catch myself crying, I tell myself to move on. I have to wake up. I let the ladder into the water and I jump in. The dreams that haunted me come back every time I close my eyes. After a while, get back on the boat, back on course. Memories of my family on this boat kept coming in. I'm sorry, I yell. I'm sorry, I whisper. 
My dinners never get finished. I can't bear to eat a full meal. My back on the deck, I fell asleep underneath the stars. Come home, my love. My arms are open and warm. My lovely dream of the oceans. Blue. Starry nights have no fear. I'm always here. My mother's voice echoed. Nabri, wake up, sweetheart. I get up. Nab, let's get some fish, my dad says. Okay, okay, I laugh. Careful, guys. I turn to see my mother. I smile. We will, Mom. I jump in, turning circles. Where did he go? I swim up. Dad? I was dreaming of past memories, but actually jumped. I screamed and started splashing out of anger. Breathe in, breathe out. You're okay. You're safe, I tell myself as I climb up the ladder. Well, good morning, a voice says. He scared me so much I let go of the ladder and I fell into the water. I gasped for air when I resurfaced to see him. You aren't real, I yell. He laughs and his eyes smile. No, I am. He leans over the edge. So are you coming back up here? Maybe. I turn away. I think you should. There's a shark coming. I quickly climb the ladder to get on deck. Thanks for letting me know, I say. As I catch my breath. I was kidding. His face was about to start laughing again when I pushed him into the water. Hey, he yelled. Hey yourself. Oh, and goodbye. I started turning the wheel to leave when he started to sing my mom's lullaby. How do you know that? Isaac paddles back and climbs the ladder. He shakes his hair and smiles. I told you, I knew your brother.